and welcome to episode 47 of the Brood Sages, Stormbound Players with a Head for the Game. I am Freeloader, and with me, as always, are Sabaiku and Thomas. Sabaiku, how's it going tonight? Fantastic. And Thomas, how's it going tonight? Pretty all right. <laughs> we are the Brood Sages, easily the second best Stormbound-related podcast in production. And as a reminder, you can always follow us at Brood Sages on Twitter, or for all of you who prefer clickety-clackety keyboards... Our email address is thebroodsages at gmail.com. So guys, we have a absolutely chock full episode tonight. We've got uh, news about Broodsages merch. We've got community news about tournaments running. We've got our meta report to both review from last month and looking ahead. And finally, dare I say it, we have leaks. Honest to goodness leaks. This is going to be an episode for the ages, boys. Let's get into it. Come get your veggies. That's right. Uh, so for all of you who just don't know what to ask for for this Christmas, and you really love Stormbound, and you kind of like the Brood's Ages, I guess, we now have a merch store where you can buy some of our uh, 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 branded stuff. It's uh, stuff with our logo on it. Um, you can get some playing cards, just standard, you know, uh, poker style playing cards, some mugs, some uh, a beer stein. Uh, uh, can cozies because you know you got to keep your beer cold and of course of course of course a t-shirt obligated right to uh, always put out a t-shirt um, you can check it out the link is of course on our homepage right near the top that's stormbound-kitty.com go find the brood sages we are there so is the link to our store guys what do you think of it this was a lot of fun to put together uh I'm really looking forward to getting my merch in the mail, and I assume that I'm pretty much the only one who's going to buy some, but uh, I think it looks pretty snazzy, and I'm excited to see it. I completely agree. Uh, things are actually looking pretty good on it. It's been I, I, quite a bit of time, and I think we got to figure it out. Yeah, I was I was originally thinking it was just going to be our spouses who shopped <laughs> at the, <laughs> the Brand Sages store, uh, but believe it or not, we already have a few orders from uh, some of our uh, longtime listeners and a, a couple of our newer listeners. So thank you all to who've, who've purchased. Uh, in case you're wondering, yes, uh, we do make uh, a small amount off of each purchase, uh, and all of that money is going to help offset our hosting costs. We paid uh, Podbean a modest sum every year to host us. And uh, it would just be nice to take a little edge off that uh, that bill. Um, I will also point out that they do have a lovely cornhole set that we could put the Brood Sages logo on for the spring line if we want to come out with like an Easter set. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on from there, uh, we have community news. The uh, Race to the Heroes League is now over. Uh, we hope you participated. If you did. Uh, we hope you're lucky enough to uh, win some of the drawings. Uh, there's going to be a stream by MKM very soon uh, where he will draw the winners. Uh, it might have already happened by the time you hear this, but as of right now, we don't have a date. Uh, and then the second piece of community news, and we really do want to apologize for this one. We should have been on top of this the moment it got announced. Uh, it's actually, this is week four. Uh, uh, so sorry to Ice Coma. This was our fault. Uh, Toad Games. Uh, for those of you who have not joined the server or have not heard, uh, Toad Games is a really fun weekly tournament um, uh, that is only held Monday through Wednesday while the uh, brawl isn't happening. Uh, it's pretty quick and easy. There are actually no rules. It's not an equals tournament. It can be an equals game or not. Basically, you start with 500 gold for the tournament each week. Uh, when you beat your opponent, 
you get 100 of their gold. Uh, you have to play at least three games. So even if you go 0 and 3, you can end up with 200 gold simply for playing. Um, you throw your name into one channel, or your, pardon me, your, your uh, player ID into one channel. Um, you go into another channel to look around to find a match, and then immediately you kind of have a conversation about what do you want to do? You want to play max level? You want to play level three? Guys, I got to tell you, I played against Evil Deck in a level, was it level two? It was. It was a level two all cats and spells. That's all that was allowed was were, were structures, cats, and spells, level two only. And we just went with it. We just made up the rules in a, in, in, in a five-second conversation. We built decks, and we went at it. It was madness. We, we almost had exactly the same deck, too, which was really funny. Um, but yeah, I played four games this week doing it. And in those four games, I played one equals, uh, one level three, or one level two, one level four, and one level five game. So uh, you kind of got to experience every little part of it, you know, uh, uh, of playing the game from from feeling like a beginner again to feeling like a whale. Um, and that's about it. Each week it resets. You get another 500 gold to go and you play till Wednesday and you just have to make sure you get your three minimum games in. Uh, the only other thing to remember is if you lose all your gold, you're done for the week. Um, give it a shot. Good luck to any of you. Uh, Sabaiku, uh, Thomas, are you guys going to join in next week? Unfortunately, I've been so busy. Uh, I just don't see myself being able to join at all in December, so I haven't joined yet. Um, I will definitely as soon as my, my life frees up, but unfortunately, just passing by it. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm in the same boat I, between the holidays and the year-end rush at work. I've been keeping myself pretty occupied, and every week I'm like, oh man, I really got to get a few games in, and every week I do not do that. Well, the fun part about it is once you join, you're only joined for that week. So you oh, can nice. always try it out for a week, and then if you fail at it, and you're like, wow, I only played two games, this just doesn't fit my my schedule, you can just be like, eh, all right, I won't do it again next week. All right, that's fair. And then that's also a really high return on investment because you said if you just go 0 and 3, then you're guaranteed 200 coins. So that's 67 yeah. coins per game. That's, yeah, it's really that's good. good. Better than winning games in Heroes League and way better than losing games in Heroes League. <laughs> exactly, because, yeah, it's guaranteed 67 even when you do lose. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, the only reason why I ended up playing this week is because Reckless twisted my arm one morning. He started bullying me and I, you know, me and peer pressure, I had to say yes. Um, anyway, give it a shot if you guys want. Uh, uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to Ice Coma, obviously, or Grim. Uh, they're both there. They're both happy to help. And uh, look forward to seeing you uh, in the Toad Games Tournament next week. Well, so before we move on, um, I just mm -hmm. want to ask like, real fast about like the, the rules on this. Um, I was afraid to ever join any of the previous um, discard tournaments that they had in the past um, before I ever uh, joined DraftBound. So I'm assuming it's just similar to DraftBound where you talk to the other person in that Discord group and then after the game, the winner just uh, says that they won 1-0 against the person that they played against. And it's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, so there's, there's, so there's a channel for the Toad games and there's three threads in it. One of the threads is the player IDs. So if you want to register for this week, you just go in there and you put your player ID. You're now in. That's it. That's all you had to do. The next one is the find a match. You just go in there anytime you want. You just post, hey, anybody want to play? And if somebody does, you guys sort of hash out what rules you want to do. You want to do level two ironclad versus ironclad? Knock yourself out. And then there's a third thread. And all the thread is, is you say, you know, Thomas beat Freeloader. And uh, that's it. You're done. Nice. Yeah, it's super easy. 
Yep, I love it. And yeah, the people are the friendliest people in the world that are uh, hosting this tournament. So if you have any questions or if you're afraid at all or anything like that, reach out to them and they'll be more than happy to help uh, navigate you um, to, to whatever you're confused on. Unless you're playing a confusion deck, because then you might just be confused <laughs> on everything. <laughs> All right, guys, so we just finished the first month of our BS Meta Report version 2.0, now with more BS. Uh, so, Baiku, uh, what were the results from November? Overall, we had, I believe, 369 games in the Heroes League recorded. Uh, it was fantastic to see the participation for the month, and it was really interesting to watch the data coming in uh, about halfway through the month. You could see the number of Diamond games and the number of Heroes games reported uh, basically switch positions as they, uh, uh, people from Diamond moved up, which is really neat to watch in real time. Overall, we had 41% ironclad for the month of November. About half of it was categorized as mid-range, and the rest was evenly split between rush and control. And then everything else was uh, pretty even spread between Swarm, Winter, and Shadowfen. We had 22% Swarm, about twice as much mid-range as rush, and a small amount of control. We had 19% Winter, mostly control, with a little bit of mid-range and rush in there. An 18% Shadowfen as the least represented faction, uh, mostly mid-range and control as people are playing those heavy uh, Bragda and Klaxi decks. Hmm. So, so you're saying it was basically a fifth Shadowfen, a fifth Winter, a fifth Swarm, and a fifth Ironclad mid-range. <laughs> that is correct. And then yeah. the last fifth was the rest of Ironclad. <laughs> Ironclad mid-range was as popular as any other faction. In its entirety. But why did scrap planners get nerfed? Right, exactly. <laughs> huh? um, and that's yeah, and that's really what it is. Not that scrapped was by itself an overpowered card. It's just that it was so good that it was pushing down everything else. As people are like, well, I'm just going to play what's easy. Right. Um, I, I do want to mention very quickly that the metas for uh, uh, Diamond and Heroes League, to your point, Diamond was um, much more, we were getting a lot more data early in the month, less data, obviously, in the Heroes League. It crisscrossed about midway through the month, but their metas seemed to look very similar overall. Uh, the metas that we were getting glimpses of down in Gold and Platinum uh, look to be different, but we lack the amount of data to really say unequivocally that these are different metas and these are what they look like. Uh, we really do need more participation if we can find it uh, from our listener base. Uh, any of you playing in gold or platinum, please, please, please contribute. And if you don't know how to contribute, you can always go to our webpage, stormboundkitty.com, pardon me, stormbound-kitty.com, find us. And right in there, you can find our BS Meta Report. There's links to the reporting tool. Uh, Thomas, how did you think this did? Um, I'm really pleased with how it turned out, uh, over the course of time, especially with the shift, uh, over the, the month's end. So we have a very clear cut to see what happens when, um, the nerfs and the buffs change over the course of the next month. Uh, I'm looking at the Heroes League graph right now, the difference between November to December and, uh, not surprisingly, Ironclad went from that 40 some percent and just immediately dropped by about 20 whole percent in the next week. <laughs> so it was Good. going from like one out of every 2.5 games that you were going to play down to about one out of every five games. So it just got crushed into oblivion. <laughs> Sibaiku, is that how it feels to you? 
definitely, definitely, definitely. I see so much less ironclad in my opponents than I used to. Mm. Um, you know, when I said that the meta was 40% ironclad for the month, that's an average. Uh, it started off in the Heroes League at least a little below 40 and steadily climbed throughout the month as more and more people adopted it. Uh, people were just going with whatever was working, and it, it was really tough to queue into games knowing that every other game was going to be against the same Ironclad deck. The hilarious thing is that the deck probably honestly isn't even that much worse, but now that it's a little bit worse, everyone was so sick of playing the same deck for the last six or seven months that they're now finally going and trying something else out. And so that's probably the reason why it's actually down to such a low percentage. <laughs> I'll take it, man. I'll take for it. For real. Agreed. <laughs> although, although, guys, uh, you know, and I don't, I, I, I want to just uh, uh, mention this a little bit before we, because I know we're going to talk into like, what are we seeing now? But the the shift away seemed to um, focus in, coalesce, if you will, on one faction to start this month. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But but if that's where it's going to stay, it, it might get very tiring again very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that, that is very true. But that's the thing. You don't want any one faction to be overrepresented. You want a nice, healthy variety in what you see because that makes each game feel different. It makes each game fun and exciting. When you queue up into yet another Ironclad mid-range deck, you're like, well, I know how this is going to go. The only question is, how well do I draw? How well does my opponent draw? And who goes first and who goes second? Like, that's it. Right. So with all of that, we did notice that there were some parts of our reporting that were maybe a little less than optimal because we, we had to take a stab in the dark up front about kind of like how much data we were going to get in, how many games we were going to get in a day. Uh, and so deciding on how to delineate uh, groupings of the month. So, you know, we create these bars that are a couple of days long. We have to decide, like, well, how many days in a row do we need in a single bar to represent a statistically significant sample size? Um, we've had to go back and make some of those changes. Thomas, what have we done? So we originally started with each bar um, representing three days of uh, of data, and so we were going. It would be more fluid over time, but we weren't getting enough um, games played. And especially from Thursday through Saturday when Brawl was happening, Oof. there'd be some days even in Heroes League and Diamond League where we may get zero or one games um, during like a day or couple day period. And so when when you don't have any relevant data, information gets skewed really fast and you you essentially either have to either throw away the information entirely or come up with a new way of doing it. And so... Um, we spent a lot of brainstorming to try and figure out the right time period. And until the game grows a lot and we get a lot more people playing, uh, I think we um, did a pretty good job in deciding that from here on out for the foreseeable future, we're going to um, show this information as weekly graphs. So each month is going to have four or five bars in it over the course of the month. Yeah, and I think... And I think that to go back to what you said, Thomas, that that's the right way to do it just because we were seeing so many of our games really reported Monday through Wednesday. And then that rate just fell off dramatically during most of the brawl weeks, especially <laughs> when there was a discounted brawl 
uh, mm-hmm. over the Thanksgiving event, all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're just we're not making any sense here. None of this actually is meaningful. The good yep. news on that, though, if you are a diamond player, uh, or, or well, you know, someone who wants to make the Heroes League, or, or maybe even if you're a platinum player wanting to make diamond for the first time, and you know, you're you're grinding it out in di- in platinum or whatever the league below your goal is. If there's a discounted brawl, just start playing that week, like like Thursday and Friday and Saturday. You can just beat bots all the way up to the next league. <laughs> because you know you are not going to be facing any real players at it's all. <laughs> just you, man. <laughs> so with all of that now, uh, it does feel, guys, like the the data was supporting uh, uh, ironclad dominance. Again, that's certainly what it's felt like for a long time. And, and even what our earlier meta report was showing, uh, Scrapped has been changed. Sabaiku, what are your thoughts on uh, what we're seeing now with Scrapped changed? Well, uh, I have not played against Scrapped. Wow, really? It, I don't think I have seen it this month except for today. We are recording on Thursday, the first day of the Construct Brawl. Uh, all Constructs <laughs> are two movement. I'm seeing it in that brawl. And that's basically the only time I have seen it all month long. I still have seen Ironclad, and Ironclad is still decent. You know, I, I win some games, I lose some games. Um but the scrapped is just really not there because that spawn is so much easier to get rid of, which, you know, obviously we predicted, everybody predicted, uh, you know, that six strength at max level is, is just something that you can deal with relatively easily. So it's no longer the powerhouse that it used to be. And now that really opens up the meta. You can play whatever you want because so many different factions have ways to deal with it. Swarm having Dark Harvest, uh, Winter having a, a wide variety of tools. Rhymelings is the one that comes to mind, but uh, you know pretty much anything works. And a lot of Winter decks run Hunter's Vengeance, which is a, a nice, easy way to deal with it trekking alderman you can put in front of it trekking survives now that it's gotten its buff it deals a ton of damage to the board and then shadowfen you have dubious hags you have toxic sacrifice uh you got a lot of tools to deal with this in shadowfen and that i think is why we're seeing what we're seeing in the meta report so far and thomas what are we seeing um it's the entire the it's not even that the window is open like the entire wall is off the house everything is coming in (laughs) (laughs) like literally everything under the sun we've got uh the most aggressive rush decks i've ever seen like i there was a ironclad rush deck that i just played against the other day that that topped its curve out at three mana was ridiculous Um, davide g would be happy with that right but most recently now um because well taking a look at the uh, meta report and seeing the massive spike in shadowfen people have decided that they're going to go back to Aaron decks. And uh, tonight, six of my eight games I just played tonight were against Aaron, uh, either Winter Pact or uh, Shadowfen or Ironclad. And it, it's really good now when you don't have to worry about Scrap Planner, just keep healing up and keep trekking down the board. Yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that our, our, our uh, listeners understand what happened. The first week of this new year or the pardon me, this new season of, of december saw in the heroes league about 
one third Shadowfen. One third Shadowfen. <laughs> Which is basically twice as much as we recorded for the entire last month. Right. It was insane. And, and so the the pendulum swung so wildly towards Shadowfen. I I I, I mean I, I climbed uh on the fourth to Heroes League through all of Diamond and I I think I played almost nonstop mirror matches. It was just Shadowfen, 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 Shadowfen. And let me tell you, Trekking Alderman's buff really does make it a wonderful counter to rain and toad spam. Um, but yeah, so so the first week was like the Shadow Fest. Uh, and now we're starting to see, to Thomas's point, a reaction to that because that is an unhealthy swing towards Shadow Fed. Is it not, Sabaiku? No, I think it's perfect. I think that, in, in fact, I think it's not enough. More people need to be playing Shadowfen. I've got a fever, and the only cure is more Shadowfen. <laughs> oh, goodness. But no, it's actually really good because unlike Scrap Planners, that doesn't really have any healthy answer or that didn't have mm. any healthy answer, mm -hmm. Shadowfen has so many answers. I'd completely forgotten just how much there is until we started seeing so much of it. But yeah, and you've got Trekking, you've got um, Fluffy Bad Boxers, you've got uh, uh, Aaron. Needle, or yeah, Aaron, yeah, the entire host of that entire thing, Piece of Terror, Obsidian Butchers. There's actually a lot of ways to deal with uh, Shadowfen's go wide strategy. It's true. The best way to deal with your opponent making a board full of wintering totes is to have obsidian butchers in your own deck. <laughs> and the best way to deal with your opponent's claxy is with your own claxy. It is right. so true. More Shadowfen. <laughs> yeah, so so it is interesting though to see that the meta is able to shake itself out. This is what this is what I'm actually very excited about. Um, when Ironclad had buffed Scrapped, there was no shaking off Ironclad as the predominantly played faction because nothing else had an AoE proof, a, a, a nearly counterproof card like that. You had to just, you had to play your own Scrap to counter it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and now what we're seeing too is, is this amazing thing where the meta is actually moving. It swung one way, and now we're seeing a dramatic shift back the other way. Um, this is incredibly problematic for people who wish to camp, by the way. Uh, you spend a couple of days out of the meta when it can shift this much, this quickly, and you come back, and you're like, yeah, I'll just, you know. Well, <laughs> it's not going to be the same decks you saw when you left. Well, potentially, I want to point out, you know, to our earlier conversation with very small sample size, right? We're not measuring a ton of games. Mm -hmm. All we can say is that what we are seeing is dramatically different from day to day, from week to week. But that might just be a result of the meta being very diverse and us only capturing a small slice of it. Um, you know, it's very easy for us to say, yeah, we're confident in our results that the meta is 40% ironclad because there's just so much ironclad. We know that we're in the right ballpark. Now, with fewer games in the Heroes League at the start of the month, it's it's definitely not something I'm confident saying that the meta is changing a ton over time. Let's see where it settles down in another week or two. 
That's fair. That's I know. I, I believe that it is changing that much. Because, again, playing six games tonight against Aaron, that's more than I think I saw Aaron at all last month. And so to see that in a single day means that there really is that much experimentation right now. So I will I will say this. The, the first month of uh, the Heroes League, when it first came out, I was playing Trey Huevos, uh, the... the to use Sid Biker's name for it, are the the Shadowfen Rush deck uh, that we have been slowly crafting since we got started in the game almost two years ago now. Holy smokes, it'll be two years in January. Um, and that deck topped out at Cordia. And I was playing level four Cordia in it. And uh, I was trying to, you know, grind up through uh, a Diamond to make it to the Heroes League. And I ran into three different people playing swarm decks with Aaron needle blast uh and bladestorm and, and every time i played my cordia against the swarm deck every time it got destroyed to the point where i gave up on i literally told Sebeku, i'm getting rid of cordia nerfed or no i'm putting chestnuts in because at least when they play bladestorm chestnuts does something <laughs> So I'm just saying small sample sizes. You would have thought that first season of, of the of the Heroes League, uh, uh, Diamond was nothing uh, but Swarm Aaron players that night, at least. Uh, so so it, it, we'll see. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. I agree that it does feel like it's shifting. Just uh, uh, the four games I played last night uh, with you, Thomas, uh, were very different uh, than the nonstop Shadowfen I played. Uh, the I, I, I streamed from, from Diamond 5 all the way up to the Heroes League in one night. Uh, and you can check the VOD. It is almost, it, it had to have been almost 50% Shadowfen. It was mm-hmm. insane. And then and then last night I played four games, granted small sample size, no Shadowfen. So um, that was an unlikely set of four games if it's the same distribution. Mm-hmm. And th- I think that's kind of the point is that right now, um, everyone is kind of having the same um, experience where they could flip a coin or I guess roll a little very, or 12-sided dice because they have no idea what they're going to run into next. So let the dice figure it out because it's just very random what everyone is trying to do right now to try and figure out what they need to play that is going to have the the highest success where, again, last month before um, the the balance changes, we pretty much had it exactly figured out uh, what the likelihood was that we were going to run into that ironclad mid-range deck. Yep, and I will say uh, I have played every faction to a, a really pretty significant degree so far this month, uh, except for factions that start with the letter I. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, just I haven't played a lot of ironclad. I never really do, um, but it's really nice to to feel like I can play whatever I want to. And I don't have to have an answer for anything in particular. I can answer whatever I I kind of feel like the deck is weak against, as opposed to, no, I have to answer this one particular card. Mm-hmm. So I will say, Sebaiku, going back to our Hearthstone days, whenever a new meta was created from, let's say, an expansion, the good rule of thumb, if you were looking to have success in the early stages while everyone was figuring stuff out, was to just play the best tempo cards you can find. Uh, so just play like, aggro. Yep. 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 Just it doesn't it doesn't matter what they're trying to do on turn 12 if you've got them beat on turn eight 
Yep. Uh, so go ahead and get that fluffy bad boxers back into the deck, boys. It's <laughs> and let's well, go. And and honestly, the reason for that is control to be able to have the proper answers. They need to know what's going on. And when right. it's an unknown meta, they don't know what answers they need to slot into their deck or how to play against whatever random thing their opponent is playing as the month goes on and they start learning those things with the stronger controlled cards that they have they can start playing them better and uh, tech their deck properly and so yep that's the reason why at the beginning of every month when in an unknown thing going hard is uh the right choice ham (laughs) ham all right well any closing thoughts on the meta report yes so when we saw the the balance change and that uh, Scrapped was going to be nerfed down to the uh, sixth strength for the, that change, I was irritated because I thought that that would nerf the car into oblivion. I do think that it still actually does have a place in the meta. I think it's still a perfectly fine four-mana card. Um, and I think, honestly, I am happier than it being a 7-7. Seven, seven. Mm. Sabaiku? Yeah, I gotta agree. I, th- I think this one feels pretty good. I think it is still pretty viable um but me i'm really i'm enjoying the wild wild west meta out there uh i'm liking a lot of the trekking on trekking and trekking on greenwood interactions that (laughs) i've been seeing um so i'm uh, i'm thrilled that people are experimenting and playing with crazy stuff yeah that, that is now viable because of the lower power level too scrapped and i agree with both of you on that the 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 I have no idea what the four drops in this opponent's deck is going to be <laughs> kind of thing is quite fun. But also I agree with Thomas. I, I think that there's an overreaction right now to the scrap nerf. Um, as Brujosa has said, happens all the time when they nerf a card. It's not that bad of a card, guys. With that, we know what you're here for. You know what you're here for. Leaks. Let's talk about this, guys. We have the inside skinny. <laughs> the inside skinny on draft mode. Do you believe it? Oh, so boy. Heard, I, I would, know, I know. I wouldn't so believe we, it if I didn't see it. You, know, <laughs> you guys are about to hear it. That's right. We're going to lay it down. So if you guys remember from the interview we had with Brjoza on Yippie Ki Yay Brjoza, uh, he talked about draft modes coming out. Uh, and what is it going to be? It's going to be a new weekly uh, uh, game mode happening every week, similar to Brawl. Uh, we now have a little bit more data on that. It's going to be opposite of Brawl. So uh, to help queue times, it won't be quite at the same time. It'll be, you know, opposite sides of the week. You're going to draft a deck, 12 cards. Uh, you're going to get to battle other players with their give or take random-ish deck. Although, uh, trust us from having played this style of, of game mode in other uh, games, uh, uh, there is skill to drafting. Uh, and the best draft players uh, will always seemingly have better decks somehow. Um, you get to see how far you go. You can earn rewards with each win. The deeper you get into it, the better the rewards are going to be. Um, that's what we kind of knew-ish with a little bit of new information in there. But guys, we know more than that now, right? How is the selection going to go? I'll start with Thomas. What do you know? What do we know about uh, how the selection is going to work? I, I think Virjoza stole it perfectly uh, from Reckless Rush because it sounds like uh, you were going to be presented um, uh, an option of three 
and you get to choose one of those cards and then you keep going uh, across the the next 12 cards that you get for for your deck or sorry next 11 cards for your deck so uh, you have to make choices on the fly of three cards and and the next thing that he had mentioned he teased this during the interview uh, we're going to be able to upgrade cards maybe not all of them but we're going to be given options to upgrade cards throughout uh, you know, in between games throughout the run. Sibaiku, that's not the only thing we're going to be able to do to modify our deck, though, is it? It's not. In the middle of a run, you will be given options to replace a card to modify your that's deck. That's insane! So if you what? feel like you have something that's underperforming, you might get the option to dump it out of your deck. Or maybe, maybe you love your deck the way that it is. It's been winning you games, and you don't want to change a thing. You'll have the option to skip that also. I just love this because that means even in a situation where you you went through, because I, I remember this from, from Hearthstone, you go into the arena, you draft your deck, and you're like, oh my God, that draft was terrible. I went all in on this one thing, and then it didn't work out. Like right. I didn't get the synergy like, cards. I, I picked up Spare Dragonling, and then I didn't see another dragon for the rest of the uh, draft. That's terrible. Right. Well, you don't have to quit on it now. Try to gut out a win or two. See if you can get to the whatever milestone it ends up being where you get the option. Maybe you get lucky. Or maybe you can just get the chance to dump the spare and say, you know what? Fine, I'm happy just getting rid of this. And moving on, I see they're giving me the option of, uh, you know, a Fluffy or whatever, a Twilight Prowlers, and I'm just going to throw that in there and have a big beefy unit instead. So I know I know, I compare a lot to the arena in Hearthstone. That's because that's where my other experience is. But one of the worst feeling experiences uh, when when I used to play was when I would draft a deck and I'd get no legendaries. I'm legless going into it. And then I queue into somebody who has like three. And I was like, what the heck? Like, come on, right? That's not going to happen here. We are guaranteed a certain number. We don't know what they are, but a certain number of cards of each rarity. And Thomas, a very clever way of selecting your faction. What's that going to be? The very first card that is presented to you of your option of three is a faction legendary. So you get to choose from one of the three legendaries that are presented, select that one, and that is within the faction that you then get. Oh my gosh. Like, Sabaiku, when I think about legendaries in this game that are so good to build around, Mio, right, with with uh, structures, or Giovanna, Giovanna. with Freeze, yeah. uh, Brag- Bragda. Oh, wait, no, that's not a... <laughs> I was thinking of it as a shadow pen. Klaxi, uh, uh, with, uh, uh, you know, Toad Spam. Uh, it would be so advantageous to be given that option up front and to be able to look at them and go, okay, this is the best of this bunch. We're going Shadowfen boys right. or and whatever it is. I love the fact that it's a little bit random. So, oh, I really wanted to play Ironclad this run, but I have to pick Eloth to do that. And I don't know that I love Eloth, you know, like it's it's balancing the trade-offs do you pick the best card do you pick the faction that has overall the best cards uh you know or do you just pick the legendary you like the most and say yeah i'm just excited to play this one i gotta i gotta tell you that like it's such a neat and clean way of selecting your faction that like you said also helps the better deck builders because they can evaluate and know okay Based on you know my draft ex- experience, trying to draft a deck around that card is just too difficult. 
we're not doing it. We're going with this one. We're playing this because this is, you know, there's more commons that help this out or more whatever that helps this particular deck out. So Yeah, and you know, if your first faction legendary is Mia, you have to really think about that. Do I want to try to build around structures knowing that I might not get structures presented to me in the next 11 rounds? Well, so wait, wait, upgrade points an epic or a rare? Epic. Okay, that's problematic. True shot. Also, you know what the common one is, though, is uh, unstable build. So that's always a good synergy. Build around that Mia unstable combo. (laughs) (laughs) So I know one of the things that I've expressed concern about uh, is um, I'm already fairly resource strapped. I actually have 40 golden fours right now waiting for the thousand gold each to be upgraded. Don't need any more copies. Uh, It's going to be hard to afford a whole new game mode. But Thomas, what do we know? You get one free ticket to play per week. So there you go. There's your free in. Oh, baby, I am there. And Sabaiku, uh, after that, can we play more? Absolutely. You can buy a ticket for in-game coins or for real-world currency. We know that you'll be able to keep playing to your heart's content. But most importantly, after you use your free ticket and buy two more, you can just choose to play for free. You won't get those you won't get those extra rewards we talk about. You get your normal victory coins, but you can just casually play the draft mode for free after you have purchased three tickets and completed three runs. So so if you're a hardcore draft bound player and this is just the mode that you love. You get a free round, you get through that, you pay for a couple more rounds, and then from then on, you won't get any more of the the, the milestone rewards, but you can just draft and play, draft and play, draft. You could do a 24-hour draft-a-thon, and it won't cost you any more than those two admissions. Correct, and if you're good at it, you'll earn your money back with victory coins. Well, that, you're taking a, a, a very big leap of faith on me, my brother. <laughs> I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> uh, you know, and the other way to go f- uh, look at it, if you are good at it and you're consistently winning, you can keep buying more tickets. You are not limited to three, and you can continue to earn rewards with every win. Mm. So this is what we know so far. We don't have a release date. Uh, we don't have specifics on things like what the actual you know coin costs are going to be and stuff, uh, but this gives us a decent idea of a framework, guys. Let's let's take a minute and kind of chew on this and and I don't know what are your reactions. Uh, whoever wants to go first. I'm seriously so excited. I I just have to throw that in because draft is my favorite game mode of actual card games that I play. And I know you were kind of like um, joking that um, it's going to be really advantageous for the people that are very experienced. But the reason why I originally got sucked into um, drafts for card games is because um, as a new player, that one actually gives you the most leg to stand on. Because when you're comparing yourself against someone who is like a professional at whatever card game it is that they're playing, and they've got the um, the high-end deck that generally costs the most money, and you're a budget person, you don't have the resources to spend. And so you already have a leg down there. But then additionally, they've probably been playing a lot longer. They don't understand how to build decks better. And they also understand the meta a lot better. And so you have 
so much disadvantage when you're playing um, normal ranked as a newer person that ranked mode gives you the highest chance of success. And that's what I was then finding as well, that I could actually get first place at, at my local places tournaments um, fairly easily in the in the drafting version that I could not get anywhere near in, in the ranked versions. So this is going to just help out everybody across the board and i think there will be a lot of people that we're going to get destroyed by iron players iron are like <laughs> literal not ironclad but iron players we're going to get oh, destroyed sure. by them yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. that's gonna that's absolutely gonna happen this this is a level playing field but sabaiku i love the fact that sheepyard still found a way to make it stormbound the the leveling up of cards genius so, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, right. So I love the leveling cards aspect of this because we have talked in the past, some cards are really good at level one and then they fall off in power as you level them up. Some cards are really good at high level, but they're terrible at level one. And every time you're presented with those options to draft a card, you have to really factor that in and you have to get lucky with your uh, what's presented to you to level up. Uh, you know, you have 12 cards in your deck. If you're only leveling up, if they give you three to pick from to to level up, you don't know if you're going to get the one that you really want in there. Maybe maybe you're playing Swarm and it's Forgotten Souls. Yeah, man, I really want to get that to level three, but I, I was just never given the opportunity. And that makes sure. each run fun. It makes each run different. Sometimes it makes your run frustrating, but it makes you always want to go back for more. I mean, it, Reckless would tell you, you don't need anything more than level one Forgotten Souls. So don't worry about that. That's because Reckless is a better player than I am. <laughs> <laughs> From a streamer point of view, one of the things that makes uh, this so exciting for me is that there are decision points to interact with chat, right? There's obviously decision points to, to interact with chat during a game, but now I've got all kinds of other stuff. Just the draft process itself, give and take with chat, debating, conversating, right? All, all those sort of things. But then on top of that, I don't know, guys, which one do you think we should level up? I don't know, guys, do we pull it? Do we pull this card out? Do we, do we pass on it? Do we, do we look for another one? What are we hoping to get? Like there's all kinds of these wonderful interaction points where you can make a draft stream so much more entertaining uh, to the viewers. And I am so stoked to start doing that. I, I, I honestly think, um, I only normally stream two or three times a month. I might bring that up to four or five and, and, and the vast majority of them are going to be this. You might bring that up to two or three times a week. You're going to be playing every Monday through Wednesday. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I do like that. They limited the games Monday through Wednesday. You know, we've talked about how the player base just isn't quite there to support new game modes and the fact that they built this in a way where it's an alternative to ranked but does not compete with the brawl. So you're not going to be splitting the player base into three. I think uh, it's a really good idea and it should make it a lot more fun because you'll actually find a match. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Although I do hope that we can get the player base grown to the point where... Um, this becomes a just you can play this all week long. Uh, it would be great to be there. Yeah, I absolutely. think it definitely has the potential. Um, so another point I want to make about this that I, I really think just has so much potential. So the I think it was like the first time that you guys um, asked me to be a guest on you. Uh, the question that you would ask me that I just kind of pondered for a while was um, when you thought that or when I thought 
how long, or I guess I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but something along the lines <laughs> of <laughs> uh, when will Sheepyard um, take charge of the game? Like they're just kind of um, continuing on with uh, what Paladin had created. And when are we going to kind of see Sheepyard's um, decisions uh, on the game kind of come to light? And to me, this is one of those really, really big pieces. And uh, there's multiple reasons for saying this. Uh, one of the many things is with the massive influx of new cards and unique, interesting abilities on these new cards that they're cre- uh, pushing into the game, they can continue doing this because draft mode, no matter what, is inevitably going to get stale unless you can introduce a bunch of new cards and then suddenly there's a bunch of new cards to draft with. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, that's right. You can get give people a chance to play with the new cards before they get them in their collection, before uh-huh. they get them leveled up. We've talked in the past so many times about how hard it is to get a new card leveled up to level five, where you can play it competitively when you're in the high heroes league. Uh, a great way to just give players some experience with the new cards and let them have some fun with it. Absolutely. So hint, hint, nudge, nudge to any developers. <laughs> Well, this also helps explain why so many of the new cards have been neutrals as well, is mm-hmm. uh, if you want to introduce them into a draft mode, uh, absolutely, you'd, you'd want more neutrals to uh, uh, keep, you know, sort of keep the, the draft pool bigger. Yeah. Ooh. And like, I, I really do think that people are going to enjoy this um, probably even more than Brawl. Like it might just straight up be the reason why some people play the game in the first place and they won't have to worry about cards being released into the game too fast and that they can't keep up with the resources for the game. It doesn't matter because all they're doing is just uh, drafting uh, the, the game. And uh, this is, it's, it's wonderful in that regard. And I, I mean, even tinfoil hat time, when you were just talking about uh, new cards being uh, released into the game uh, with um, what's the new card that's getting released on the 23rd minion launchers minion launchers them when they said that they were going to add it into your brawl deck that might be like them doing some kind of weird testing tinfoil hat (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah i i I do agree with you that for a lot of people myself included um i i may just do the grind up to heroes league to earn the chest each month uh, and then not worry about where I place in Heroes League because I'm just I'm draft moding the rest of the season. Um, this is a great way to enjoy the game. Honestly, same. I I think I am going to see myself play a draft way more than um, ranked. Which I mean, I'm not but going to not tap ranked. out every single day. But uh... <laughs> you got to play ranked to get the coins to play the draft. No, 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 no. After the, you only have to afford a couple of draft uh, tickets a week. After that, all of your draft games, you're just, you know, earn. Oh, but it wouldn't have the Heroes League bonus, would it? Right. I, like, assu- I assume the uh, victory coin will be the same as Brawl. Right. 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 It'll be so the same ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, that's gonna make the grinding to the coin cap in draft mode very difficult. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I normally am hitting coin cap without even watching ads. Oh my gosh, you play a lot more <laughs> than I do. <laughs> but yeah, so either way, uh, no matter what, extremely excited, and they need to get this out sooner rather than later. And unfortunately, with their history of releasing things, uh, it, I unfortunately am, wouldn't be surprised if we have to wait until February or March for this. But either way, I don't care. It's worth it. <laughs> It's going to be soon that we get to see it, uh, but we don't know exactly when. 
um, I don't know even how soon to to tell our listeners when to um, when to expect it, uh, but hopefully it's going to happen soon. Uh, I think we're going to leave you wanting more, uh, dear listeners, because uh, frankly we don't know any more than this. Uh, moving on from there, then it is time uh, to end the main portion of this episode, which means it's time for me to remind you to contact us preferably in our channel on the Stormbound Discord server. On Twitter at Broodsages, you can always email us at thebroodsages at gmail.com. We also have an additional way for you to reach out and support us. We have a Gumroad account where you can become patrons of our work. Check out the link on our Stormbound Kitty page. This week we heard from Cap. Finally got around to listening to this great episode and tell MKM he's doing an amazing job with the Race to Heroes League. What he thought is genius, and I'm so glad he's at the helm now. Still keeping up with Stormbound, thanks to BS. <laughs> We're glad to give you your dose of BS. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this episode. For Sabaiku and Thomas, I am Freeloader. We are the Brood Sages reminding you to stay hydrated.